Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. You are going to love hearing from Andriana, who works with the Impact Movement at LSU. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, you can hear Brett, who is the team leader, who also talked about some great takeaways he took from their team workshop we did with their team of six, who work in various target audiences of students and faculty there at LSU. What I loved about this conversation with Andriana is her eager spirit to learn and grow, but mostly how she was encouraged at the value and uniqueness that she brings to the team. You know, we can all tend to compare ourselves to each other and think that how someone else connects with others or gets things done is the only way to do certain things, but that is absolutely not true. Be sure to listen to what amazing insights she brings especially with her strengths of strategic responsibility and context. I love to see how teams have so much variety, but also they can be encouraging environment to help accomplish growth in our own lives and our, as we see opportunities to offer our amazing gifts and talents and strengths to have a greater impact for God's glory in tangible ways. If you would like to learn more about your strengths or how you can help your team or office to capitalize on what every person brings to the table, email me at barbaragcolwell.com. If you find this episode helpful, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people to hear about it. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Andriana. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am excited for you to meet my guest today, Andriana. Welcome, Andriana. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I would love you to introduce yourself. Andriana and I met a few weeks ago as I led a team workshop with her team at LSU. Tell me a little bit about who you are, where you live, and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Andriana. I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I currently live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And yes, I work with the crew in the impact or within the confines rather of the impact movement, which is a faith-based Christian organization dedicated to black students. And so I work on Louisiana State University's campus as the campus coach. And I've been doing it now for the last, oh wow, almost four years now. So maybe like a full actual like cycle of students, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's great. Well, I I really love just our time together as we met with your team and six of y'all that work kind of in different focuses on campus. And so I'm excited to dig in a little bit to your strengths and what that means and what you learned. But a little sidebar, I love your name. And I was curious, can you tell me like where that came from? I don't know anyone with that name. Yeah. So the story goes, at the time, there was a fur company in Chicago, Illinois, 
uh, that in Chicago is where my parents were living at the time. And their jingle will always come on kind of like in rotation of the commercials. And at the time, my mom was pregnant with me and she just loved singing the jingle, always was singing it around the house. And so when it came time for me to be born, she was like, I actually love the jingle. I love the name. So she went ahead and stuck with Andriana. Um, but the only difference, she wanted to make it a little extra special. And she added <laughs> an extra N on the end. So, yeah, that's where it came from. Uh, that's great. And what's your middle name? Camille. Camille. Uh, so, yep, Andriana Camille. And the way my mom, so my mom is a singer. She loves singing. And so she just wanted something that rhythm, rhythmically, I almost yeah, rhythmically sounded pleasing. So Andriana Camille is kind of just flows off the tongue. And so that's how she she came up with Camille. That's great. Are you a singer too? I am not by any means. I am the one in the audience with the the mat, as you can say, when you're at church, the mass choir of congregants. (laughs) Yeah. I am a part of the mass choir. Oh, that's great. Well, that's a fun little tidbit about you and your name. Well, I would love for you to start with just telling what your top five Clifton strengths are and what just a little bit about what you learned from our time and if you really heard those kind of things before or just kind of what some of your takeaways were from our time. We met like about six hours as a team and we talked about a lot and you, one of the other folks were on this side of the room, the other people were over here because we kind of sit by the ones that you're most similar to. So it yeah. was really fun to hear everything that everyone's shared. But let, let's hear about you and what your top five strengths are. Yeah. So my top five strengths are strategic, responsibility, context, achiever, and input. And similar to what you said, Barbara, um, we kind of were split up like three on one side and three on the other, which is actually quite uh, funny because based on where the strengths of everyone, that's typically how we sit in a regular staff meeting. So nobody really had to move. That's funny. Oh yeah. So it was kind of interesting. Like we actually kind of sit like this in our staff meetings anyway. Um, So yeah, I, so this was actually my first time taking the Clifton strengths test. So I had no prior knowledge or even just understanding of this particular test. I've taken personality and strength tests before, but nothing like this. And so being able to see my strengths on paper was actually quite funny because I think it really gave me almost like reassurance uh, that the way in which I think is not synonymous to me. Because sometimes I'm like, uh obviously we should just go this way because that that makes the most sense uh-huh. and everybody around me be like mm, does it I don't, I'm not sure but like seeing how other people's like combinations and finding the definitions of certain words and all of those different types of things I was like wow I can see how this has played throughout my life in different ways so it's been cool yeah well yeah tell me a little bit about that I know you said you felt like um, growing up that you were responsible or, I mean, strategic is your number one. Like what, what are some examples of what those kind of things look like as you're, as you've grown up or even in your work now, as you're seeing these different strengths kind of shine in your life? Yeah. So uh, growing up, I grew up as my mom's oldest child. So I have the oldest 
daughter responsibility. And then also my mom is my grandmother's oldest. So being the oldest raised by the oldest, it's like mm. a whole different standard of just, yeah, you're going to get a job done. Yeah, exactly. And so having a younger sibling, uh, it was both like nature and nurture of you are the face of responsibility. You need to make sure that you are setting the right example. You're getting things done because you are not just uh, taking care of yourself, but there is someone else like following in your footsteps, looking at you to be the example. So even just at a younger age, kind of instilling in me this idea that it's important for you to to be the standard rather. Um, also in school, I was a very high achiever. I think this <laughs> LOL achiever is my number four. So yeah. I was a high achiever and wanting to be the best, do the best. And that also flowed into my leadership skills, both in middle school and even going into high school. Honestly, it really started elementary school of wanting to set the standard, set the example, be the best in every capacity. So I've definitely seen it play out throughout my childhood and even into my adulthood now. Wow, that's great. Well, um, even as you think about your work now on campus um, with students, what, how, do, how does that look with having strategic responsibility context achiever input? Because yeah. the way you do it is different than the way anybody else does it because of how you're wired. Exactly. So I'll say the first time it really showed up for me was during my intern year and understanding this concept of cultivating and creating my own structure. One thing about campus ministry, it is highly, highly flexible and highly adaptable because you never know when your students will be available you, they may be available one moment, they may not be available the next, and you are really creating your schedule around the availability of the students because the students are your target audience. Well, I, because I'm used to structure and I joined campus ministry right out of college, my whole, for the last 22 years of my life was nothing but structure. I would wake up, go to class, go to work, go do an organizational social thing, and then go home and study. And it was structure. So going into the intern year, I had to build and create that structure because it was not necessarily there because every campus is different. Every student is different. Everybody does their campus ministry in a different flair. So building a schedule from the ground up of, okay, I'm going to wake up and prepare for these discipleship appointments. I'm going to be on campus evangelizing for from this time to this time. And then from there, we're going to get ready for this big, big chapter meeting. All of that, I began to filter and put into place and actually cultivate and create. And so I would definitely say that was like my first time of seeing the strategic come out in this job of like needing to create the structure because the structure wasn't there and how unsettled I felt not having that structure immediately. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, um, kind of even as you like meet with students, I know like you're talking to them just about their, their interest or their desire to really develop a relationship with God. What, how do you feel like even your 
um, conversations with students, kind of what flavor does that have with your, your bent with these um, strengths? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, because, I, so I'll kind of bring a little, some of them into it. So responsibility and even context, uh, def- definitely context comes in when I'm connecting with students. Uh, so I typically like to meet students for the very first time one-on-one. I do better with just one-on-one interactions, large groups. It tends to make me slightly nervous. I, I don't typically like big groups. But I like to have the one-on-one, number one, because when I first meet you, I know nothing about you. So you just telling me like one part of your story is not enough because I need the full picture. I need to understand the context. Uh, You tell me that you came as a freshman and started as a Kinesis major and now you're a business major. Well, I need to know why did you even decide Kinesis in the first place? How did we even start here? Was it some childhood memory you had? Let's talk about that. Why did you, like, I need to get to the nitty gritty of the details to understand how this became what it is today. So when I'm coming, and especially like in my discipleship appointments with students, I'm always asking the deeper, like the next question or the deeper detail. And I do not, my students will tell you, they, I do not skate past any details you say one thing and be like, okay, wait, pause. You're going a little too fast. We have to mm-hmm. back up. Let's talk about that. Let's dive into this because I, I just, I want to see how it all works and how it all plays and interconnects. And then even roping in the responsibility piece, I do recognize that a lot of times when building these relationships with students, uh, so many things in their in their lives can be question marks. They have friends in one semester fr- and they're not friends about the next semester. They think they're going to do well in this class. By the end of the semester, they're not doing well. And so there's so much fluctuation. I want to be one of those things that can be constant. Now, obviously, I am not God. I do make mistakes and I'm human. But if I can be there to be dependable, to be when they need someone to call on, to just decompress to have fun with to talk something out because they just feel it all pent up inside I want to be that advocate for them and so even taking the the responsibility of caring for them is something else I've definitely see play out in my um connected or just being connected to students Mm, that's great well I know this is a little even backstory about you, but what really compelled you to to jump into doing full-time ministry with students? Yeah, so <laughs> the short answer is Jesus. Jesus <laughs> kind of swept me into it. Uh, but I actually had no connection or understanding of the missional world prior to college. Uh, I only heard missionary in the terms of church. Uh, but outside of that, it wasn't too much details of what missionaries did or who they were. So I actually came into understanding campus ministry or just ministry full time once I got to college and joined the impact movement as a student. Uh, but when it actually like really captured my heart was I did my first mission trip to South Africa the summer of my sophomore year. Uh, so this is 2018. And I was completely wrecked in all the right ways. I just knew the joy, the unspeakable joy I had being able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people 
that I had never met before. I was submerging myself in their culture, getting to know them, getting to learn their ways. And my biggest prayer, because they always say like, pray, have expectations of what you want God to do once you get there. And my biggest prayer that year was, Lord, I want to see you through the eyes of a, of a South African. I know I've only lived in America, so I only know you as who you are to me as an American. But what does it look like for you to be um, their God there? And as I was going through this mission trip, I recognized that they still called him father. They still seen him as dependable, as faithful, as the God of the universe, the creator. And so it helps me to really expand my understanding of God. It's like, God, yes, he is the same, but he's the same everywhere. He's the same here in uh, Baton Rouge. He's here the same in uh, Johannesburg. He's literally the same God. And so that just completely wrecks my world as a sophomore in college. And I knew that I could literally do that for the rest of my life. Now, I did not make the decision to say yes right then and there. I will Uh admit that. But I I will say that that is when he captured my heart to help me to believe like it was possible. Um, But I didn't make the decision to join full time ministry actually until my senior year. And that happened in the context of a fall retreat. And it was just a combination of summer mission trips, discipleships and all this. But once it got down to my senior year and I literally had to make a decision. I recognized that the only reason why I was not saying yes to the Lord was because I was scared that he wouldn't be the God that I knew him to be. And for me, I'm always kind of like jump first, ask questions later. We'll figure it out on the way. Um, And I knew that fear was not a good enough answer to the Lord for me not to do what he called me to do. That's awesome. It's just neat to see. God's pursuit of you and just your obedience to just say, yes, I want to be your vessel to these students. That's encouraging. Well, I would love to hear even a a little bit more as we talked with, as you mentioned, the three of y'all were on this side of the room, the others were there. I mean, everybody wasn't totally different, but a little bit, but Mm -hmm. what kind of other takeaways did you have as you heard other people's strengths or even, I know, like we we looked at what your whole group has, like what the top five were for your team, and that was empathy, responsibility, developer, harmony, and context. And so mm-hmm. we kind of unpack that a little bit. Like, okay, here's um, what your group, the top five that surfaced, but there's two of two of your strengths that you're the only one that have that particular strength with your strategic and also your achiever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, tell me any, any observations you had. I know we talked a little bit about strengths that could collide with each other, could be potential collisions and thing that kind of like, you're like, Ooh, okay. Oh yeah. So for me, I would say, I actually enjoyed the blend of our of our team and just the ability that we had. It's like really where you where one was weak, the other was strong. And so it allowed us to really capture a full breadth of different types of strengths and versatility. And for me, it was super encouraging 
because knowing that although our team is rather small, we do hit a lot of different pockets and different areas as it relates to campus ministry on LSU's campus. And so knowing that we all have these different types of uh, skills and combinations of skills, it gives us the, the ability to have a full breadth of different types of students that we get to reach the gospel with. And I just think that that is so encouraging and so cool because I think had we all been maybe concentrated in one area or we're all um, alike in our combinations or all we're all like uh, strategic or we're all harmonious, it would not have given us the ability to, to reach as many students as we do in the way that we do it. So I, I, I was super encouraged to just see, man, we're small in number, but we're like mighty in strength in the way that we get to do campus ministry. And I was super encouraged by that. Yeah, as, as I'm looking at the chart, it's, I'm reminded that there's 15 of the 34 strengths that are represented by one person. Only one mm. person has those. And so kind of it's even a picture of, yeah, you need you need this whole variety of your team of what yeah. each person brings. And what is it like for you? I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, but for you, as you think about embracing your strengths and the amazing gifts and talents you bring with who you are, has that been a, a hard journey for you or did this encourage you or kind of what what would be your answer to that? Yeah. So for me, I think, and even as you were talking about before, like how a strategic and achiever are two that the context of the entire team did not have, which is actually hilarious because strategic is my number one. So it's like, if any, the first thing you meet about me is thing like, you how, care about the most. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to get this done? Uh, but I think I left from our time together super encouraged because one, it helped me to know that I do have a place in this on this team. Um, the beauty of kind of like you walk into a room is like, okay, where's what's the problem I can solve? How how can I be the the problem solver to this question? And seeing that, I was like, okay, I really I belong here. There's an asset to me or a contribution I can make to this team that can better uh, help us as a united collective. And so I was super encouraged about that. I think the other part that really stuck out to me was the way in which I was able, I am able to care for people through my ability to be strategic, responsible, have the context, achieve things, and even the input. Uh, one thing I, I mentioned earlier was that having a lot of people around me that may have like woo or har harmony or positivity or a lot of those motivating other type strengths. Uh, for me, I, I surround myself with those people because I know that that is not my natural go-to, which helps balance me because then I'm like, okay, you're hitting this area, I'm hitting this area, and together we're working to achieve greatness. And I yeah. love it. But the problem that sometimes that can be if you're uh, surrounded by that too long, you can begin to compare yourself uh, to other strengths and believe, or at least for me, I started to believe that 
the way in which I needed to connect with others was through the way in which they connected with others. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is, is one of theirs is connectedness and they want to know like, okay, let me find a way in which to connect with you. And I'm watching this and I'm seeing how they're connecting with this person. I was like, oh, okay. Well then I need to, I need to connect with people that way. If I want to build relationships with people, I need to be connected. But if mine is strategic, I don't always think I have the time to sit and find the way in which we're connected. I just want to get to the overall end. Yeah. And so for me, it was kind of like this inner battle of like, how do I connect with people the way I see others connecting, but still hold true to who I am. And so going through this, this, uh, this learning process, it helps me to see like, Andriana, you actually can connect with people just the way you are. You can be strategic, you can be responsible, you can have the context, you can achieve, you can have input and all the other gifts and and, um, strengths that you bring just the way you are. And that helps to connect with people. And so even as we started to get like through examples of like how dependable you are and you serve people well, you're, you're paying attention to detail, you help keep people on track. I was like, wow. This is things which like my friends have told me before, but I don't think it actually clicked until I got like the full picture of recognizing these are attributes that people actually appreciate and look for in a friend when caring for them. And I was like, wow, I don't have to be like anybody else. I don't have to find ways to, to which to connect with other people. I can just be myself and that is how I show love. So I, I, yeah. I really, really appreciate walking away with that. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I think I wish I had this information when I was your age, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, it was later, a lot later in life when I kind of, not that this is the only thing that helps you understand, but I think- right maybe there's just more things available. I mean, I we did some assessments when I was a uh, new in ministry, but I think it does just help to talk about it with other people and just see it in action and so anyway, that's encouraging just your takeaway about that cuz I can just see how much value you do bring to that team and so it's really very inspiring. I would love to hear what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face. Yes. Uh, I think right now is just the start of the semester. It is always a exciting time right at the start. Everybody is looking forward to the beginning of the semester, new classes, new, new everything. And to have just the busyness of students getting back into the regular routine, getting a chance to reconnect with uh, students from the fall, see how their winter break went talk to them about what they're looking forward to in the spring always excites me because they're excited. So I am definitely will say just the start of a brand new semester always gets me ready to go for what is to come. That's great. Well, Andriana, thank you so much for making time to have this conversation. I love just getting a little more insight into you and just all that you bring to your team and I'm excited for what's ahead for you. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Barbara, for having me. It has definitely been a pleasure and I definitely appreciate the invitation. Oh, you're so welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.